Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday. Let's keep talking some NFL with one of our good friends, Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. He's a salary cap analyst. He's got some columns up uh, grading and breaking down some of the trades that we've already seen. It is trade deadline day. Yeah, he kind of disagrees with us on the Seahawks thing. In the National Football League. And let's start there, Brad. We were just talking about Leonard Williams going uh, from New York to Seattle and the Giants picking up the tab, a second and a fifth round pick. You're you're uh, not 100% certain on this one. Just what was the reaction when you saw the trade and how do you feel about it for Seattle? Yeah, I certainly like it from a football standpoint. You, you always have to analyze these things as how does it impact winning games, but also, you know, what is the value like? What are you giving up for this player? And so, I mean, starting with the value, Leonard Williams is a good football player. There's no question about it. And, yes, the Giants did retain $9.5 million, which is why they got a second and a fifth-round pick because you basically pay extra for that team to retain all that salary. But, you know, this is a guy that's in a contract year that is not franchise taggable because he's already been tagged twice. You're not going to get tagged a third time as a non-quarterback. So the risk is you potentially, you know, trade a second and a fifth for 10 games of a 29-year-old defensive lineman. Um, You know, they are in a window. They're a good team. They're now leading their division. He's a great run defender, one of the best in the NFL the last five-plus years at the position. And the last couple of years has really taken that step as a pass rusher. He has a top 25 pass rush win rate for us this season, 22 pressures, a bunch of really good numbers there. So good player, good fit. It bolsters a, a position they need to continue to add at. He plays well off of a guy like a Draymond Jones, but it is certainly a steep tr- price to pay there's no question about it well i i think it indicates too brad as you highlight in your piece like seattle clearly sees a window here they're playing well right they they come back and escape cleveland san francisco's now lost three in a row i think they're kind of ripe for another loss at jacksonville we'll have to wait and see on that what do you make of the niners recent slump and downfall i guess from where they were top of the nfl in everybody's mind to now losing three games in a row joe burrow and the Bengals, man they, they threw it all over that defense and uh, handled them pretty convincingly. What do you make of Brock Purdy and the Niners right now in their slump? Yeah, you know what's interesting is, is that I think the Purdy perception was way too high the first five weeks, and people hold him in too high of a regard, but now it's kind of swung too far the other direction. And this is kind of a classic, you know, just some of the PFF stuff we do. We talk a ton about turnover-worthy plays, you know, dropped interceptions, things of that nature. He had a ton of them in the first five weeks, but no one caught any of them. And we kept saying, like, yeah, he's getting away with it. His box scores are incredible. And he has made a bunch of nice throws. But 
there's probably going to be some regression on some of these balls he's putting in harm's way. And flash forward a couple weeks, and what is he has five turnovers the last two games. Both the interceptions against Cincinnati were, were as ugly as they can get. Frankly, the both both of the interceptions against Minnesota were as well. So, but but he hasn't been that bad. He made a lot of nice throws in both of those games. He continues to get the ball out quickly, get it to playmakers in space, let them go to work after the catch. Honestly, my bigger concern with them is this defense has to be a team that pretty much every single week is holding opponents to even the good ones, you know, 25, 20 points or less. And they've been easy to run on this year. Joe Mixon had one of the best games he's had in probably three years, you know, consistently getting chunk gains, staying ahead of the chains on pretty much every rush. And then you can pick on this secondary if they're not getting home with the pass rush, which they haven't the last two weeks either. So they're Mm. still very good. They're going to figure it out. I think maybe they make a move today in adding a defensive player. But, yeah, the the defense is not, you know, what what they need to be – to kind of help carry this this offense right now. Interesting. We're talking with Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. You can go give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore. Brad, we were having an MVP conversation earlier. I feel like this is a weird year in the NFL where there's not that one quarterback that's kind of dominant statistically above everybody else. Some guys have nice wins. Some guys are looking for nice wins. Like, Tua's been really good, but he doesn't have necessarily a marquee win under his belt. We kind of thought, hey, like, do some of these wide receivers on teams deserve more credit? Is Tyreek Hill deserving of being the number one spot in the MVP? I know it's early, but if you were an MVP voter, how would you feel about that? Because it feels like it's been a unique year where a lot of the good quarterbacks have turned the football over a ton. I think you're 100 right. You know, there isn't really a quarterback that has stamped his place as being, you know, that that top guy. I think Lamar Jackson, with a couple more games like he's had the last two weeks, could probably get into that conversation. Um, you know, and of course, other guys are in the mix, but. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard right now, as of today, to argue that it shouldn't be Tyreek Hill. I mean, the guy is on pace for 2,000-plus yards. Just every single week is getting you, I don't know, at least 85 yards on five-plus catches and probably a score or two. Uh, It's just remarkable how consistent he's been, how explosive he's been. He's winning them games, you know, and not to take away from Tua, but – you know, it, it, it waddles in better getting healthy now, but but Tyree Kill has been absurd. Hmm. Uh, if, if I was to ask you, Brad, which game this weekend you're most excited for, we went through the Week 9 slate, and there's like a great marquee game in every window, right? you got Dolphins-Chiefs at 6.30 in Germany our time. You've got Seahawks at Baltimore at 10 a.m. our time. You've got Eagles and Cowboys at 1 o'clock our time. And Sunday Night Football is Bengals-Bills. And I don't want to leave it no minute, but I'm kind of juiced for Chargers-Jets on Monday <laughs> Night Football. Which which game for you, though, Brad, are you kind of like you circled it? You're excited for all of them, but you circled this one for what reason? What's the game for you? I thought you were going to say you didn't want to leave out Titans Steelers Thursday night. That's going to be a barn burner. I got to be honest. I'm sold on it, Brad. I was telling my co-host Dirt over here. I'm like, you know what? I want to see if Levis can do this again. I kind of like the Steelers coming off of a loss with some, you know, some gambling value. But I don't think the Steelers are very good. So I don't know how to feel about Thursday night football uh, overall. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be an ugly one, but it, it'll be intriguing. It'll be a good matchup, like you said. Seeing Will Levis will be fun. But anyway, to answer your question in, in actuality. Um, I think Dolphins-Chiefs, I'm, I'm sorry you guys have to wake up at the crack of dawn for it. Uh, you know, for me, it's 9.30, which, which is a little bit more tolerable. But this, this look-ahead line before the season was Chiefs minus 5.5. And, and we're talking about moving not just a field goal in value, but across a key number of three. Kansas City now only laying 2.5 points. And I'm just wondering, look, I know Kansas City has had some warts. They obviously do not really have a wide receiver that is a viable week-to-week option. But 
as good as Miami's been, you know, have they really, in my perception, I don't think they've earned that much trust to move that spread against, you know, still probably the best team in the NFL. And I think the underrated reason why, despite the offensive struggles, why I don't really get it, I think this Chiefs defense is a top five unit in the NFL. It is the youngest uh, in terms of average age across the entire league. They get Charles Amenahu back from a suspension, and he's had sacks in the last two games now, and also has been a consistent pass rushing force. So, couple injuries in Miami, maybe they get back to Ron Armstead and a couple other offensive linemen. But can they, you know, continue to make splash plays against a, a, a blitzing defense, a defense that plays a ton of press coverage, is going to try to, you know, bump Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle off their route stems and do different things, which, you know, could go one of two ways. Could go great, or those guys could just burn mm. the corners and, and pick up big games. But anyway, long answer short, I am fascinated by that game. I, I think it's a you know, potential AFC Championship preview-type matchup. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. It is trade deadline day in the NFL. We know Leonard Williams went. Is there any – are we expecting fireworks? We're out here kind of rooting for Devontae Adams to get dealt. Like, I would kind of like to see Saquon get dealt. Like, there's some bad teams that I don't really want to watch the rest of the year, and I'd love to see those guys on difference-making teams. Do you think we get fireworks today? I do. I do. I think it's not going to be quite as fun as last year. You know, we had Hawkinson, McCaffrey, and Bradley Chubb and all yeah. these big splashes. But – I think we're going to get a couple. I would be, I'll say this, I would be surprised if one of the Washington edge defenders does not move. Um, I think that is going to happen. I would lean towards Montez Sweat if I had to pick one of the two guys that I think is going to move. Um, I would keep an eye on the Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears there, potentially as some teams that could be in the mix. Um, and, and then I do think now with the trade request last night from the Chicago Bears by cornerback Jalen Johnson, I, I get a feeling he's also going to get moved. I, I don't think he wants to sign a deal with Chicago. Um, I would keep an eye on Philly, San Francisco, you know, maybe Buffalo, Pittsburgh for Jalen Johnson services. So plenty of other smaller moves I'm sure happen. I think those are the two you know, marquee moves that I would expect today. Mm, interesting. Great stuff. Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus. Give him a follow on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad. And uh, he's got a piece up grading the Seahawks trade of for Leonard Williams, I should say, uh, from yesterday. Brad, we always appreciate the time out here in Portland, man. Thanks so much. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.